16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the planet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? Turns out, that story was way bigger than just an optical illusion. It's a cautionary tale about the decline of clickbait sites, the rise of algorithms and internet polarization, and the end of fun on the internet. Seriously, and that's just one story. We're giving every character their 16th minute. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. I met with the congresswoman at Jacoby Hospital in the Bronx to discuss its stand-up to violence program, which has shown an impressive 46% reduction in retaliatory violence in its first few years. As a Democrat focused on violence, isn't that off-brand? Well, I'm from the Bronx, so it's on-brand for where I'm from. <laughs> there is a lot of discussion around what... <laughs> what progressives can do about violence mm -hmm. in a big city. What the data has showed us is that if you respond to violence as a public health issue instead of as an incarceration issue, violence decreases. And that's what we're doing here at Jacoby Hospital. Are there cops here at the hospital that are addressing the issue? Hell no. <laughs> okay. No, this is, listen, and, and there's security presence and mm -hmm. police presence that, that is standard in any hospital, but that's not what this program is about. In the traditional response to an incidence of violence, a shooting or a stabbing, you may go to the ER real quick, you get patched up, and then you go straight to the precinct. Mm -hmm. What we decided to do is that we said, hey, let's shift the response and see what happens when we make the center of response a hospital instead of a jail. When a patient comes to the ER with a gunshot wound, the Stand Up to Violence team works with the victim and members of the community to prevent violent retaliation. You're essentially talking about preventative medicine here. It is. It absolutely Which in America, is. it's not exactly our thing. <laughs> we're if you not look known at our for that, We're not right? known for that. We're more of a reactive medicine yeah. and type that's society. A, and, you know, we have caseworkers, we have social workers, we have therapists, and we also have people who themselves were once incarcerated. Some of our most effective people in this work are the former gang members, former pe people who formerly spent time at Rikers. I can hear how Fox News would spin this as AOC tries to defund the police and fund gang members. If I spent my time worried about what Fox News said, I would, I mean, I wouldn't be here. We're here in New York City, um, and you're talking about funding uh, uh, violence prevention outside of uh, the police. Mm -hmm. And yet, Eric Adams has just increased police wages by 28%. Mm -hmm. Is that misplaced? I, I think so. We are now at a point where officially, most officers are paid more than a teacher with a master's degree serving these same kids involved in these same incidents. We are defunding safety, defunding our public schools, defunding our public pools, defunding our parks, defunding our libraries when we are taking all of those resources and demanding that every single department except the militarized one be cut we are sending a message about who and what we care about. Here in a hospital, do you ever get the vibes? Do you ever consider a career? 
in the medical profession? It's funny you ask that. When I went to college, I went in as a pre-medical student. Really? I uh, wanted to be an OBGYN, actually. Uh, but, you know, life takes us in where it takes us. I considered going into the medical profession. I thought I could play a handsome doctor on TV. <laughs> Didn't pan out. While we were on the subject of national embarrassments, I had to ask the congresswoman about Clarence Thomas and his BFF, Nazi swag collector Harlan Crow. I want to talk a little bit about Clarence Thomas. You've said you would even draft articles of impeachment for the things that he's done. Yeah. Has there been any quid pro quo? And I said quid pro quo partially because it took all that effort to learn what quid pro quo meant <laughs> back in the Ukraine days, and it feels apropos of now. And I don't think yeah. I used apropos correctly. I think that quid pro quo is this bar that doesn't even need to be met. The justice is required by law to disclose something like that. And he hasn't been. Can you empathize, though? Beyonce came through here and wanted to take you on a sweet vacation. Wouldn't you say yes and let her show you her Nazi memorabilia? You gotta tell someone about it. But hey, hey, don't don't put Bay's name on that like that. Don't I'm not saying she name. has not. I'm saying if she invested in Nazi memorabilia <laughs> to show that she hates Nazi memorabilia, she'd want to show it off. And that whole thing is just, I mean, bizarre. You also don't keep the, the linens around. Which linens? The, oh, the Nazi linens? Yeah. Who does that? Don't you think if you had a billion dollars and you bought everything, you'd probably eventually get to Nazi linens? This is the distraction of that whole issue. You're right. We're just focused on that, as opposed to all the money that's going over to Clarence Thompson. Although, yes. if you're a billionaire, can't billionaires have friends? They can. Supreme Court justices are required if they are receiving money from people. They shouldn't even be receiving money from people. This is why we pay salaries to public servants. Mm -hmm. And if they want to live that kind of lifestyle, then they can resign from the court. They can retire. Now, I want to talk about the court. It's looking as if the Supreme Court is going to rule on some of the conflicting rulings around Mifepristone. Mm -hmm. Who do you think is going to write the final decision that takes away these vital rights from women? Is it going to be the guy who cried over beer, or is it going to be the buddy with the Nazi memorabilia guy? You know, my hope is that they, we do not get to that point. Um, but we also have to face the reality that the Supreme Court has chosen to give up huge swaths of their own legitimacy. Chief Justice Roberts, Clarence Thomas, Brett Kavanaugh, the Republican Party, in them giving up trying to take seriously um, the legitimacy, the standards, the integrity of the court, they have given up a very large degree of their authority. The new news in Florida this week is the six-week abortion ban. Mm -hmm. uh, how do women approach that or fight back against something like that that's happening in Florida? Of course, there's the standard, like, vote and mobilize. But I'm going to put that aside for a second. We do not have to accept tyranny. And this is a form of tyranny. It is a form of violence. Women will die, people will die because of this decision. And it will be, by and large, the men who sign these laws that are killing the women that will die by them. And we have a responsibility to help one another, whether that is supporting organizations that male mifepristone, which has significantly reduced risk, certainly safer than medications like Viagra. But ultimately, we cannot continue to accept people in power who will 
abuse others for their own gain. Indictment week was last week. It might also be a month from now, too. <laughs> we could have a lot of indictment weeks. Uh, how do you think New Yorkers treated former President Donald Trump? I think they treated him like a Florida man. He don't belong to us no more, okay? <laughs> He's not from Queens anymore. He's a citizen of Mar-a-Lago at this point. And you saw New Yorkers treating him as such? Yeah, why wouldn't we? Do you think people were weeping when he was booked, as he claims? Um, maybe George Santos and Marjorie Taylor Greene were, but not me. Kick it back to LaGuardia, maybe. <laughs> Kick it back to LaGuardia? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is in your district? Yes, it's in my district, and so is Rikers. And so we have, I have to go in every single day watching people get treated far worse for doing far less and then, you know, it's like this red carpet that gets rolled out. I mean, if you hurt one person, you get 10 years in prison. But if you hurt millions of people, you get your name on a building. Mm -hmm. Congresswoman, thanks for talking of to course. me. Of course. Thanks for having me. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the internet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? But there's way more to this story than that. The dress went viral in early 2015, marking one of the last months that the internet could still be fun. It was just before Trump declared his candidacy for president and polarized and already polarized internet. It was just shy of people deciding what went viral instead of algorithms. And it was just shy of celebrities realizing that they should never, ever tweet. It's more than a character of the day. It's an entire moment in time bottled in a little, well, either blue and black or white and gold package. I'm not relitigating it again. You cannot make it. And that's just one story. We've got a million. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney, the voice of Korra on The Legend of Korra. And me, Dante Bosco, the voice of Zuko on The Last Airbender and General Iroh on The Legend of Korra. Each week we'll recap and discuss another episode of The Last Airbender. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but... Amazing guests stop by from creators to cast to super fans to chat all things Avatarverse. Are we saying that this is possible in the Avatar universe? Varney, we gotta spread the word. Now fans can also check out our weekly video pods too by subscribing to the official Avatar YouTube channel. That's a lot of fire, isn't it? That's right, we're on video this season, everybody. So whether you're a super fan with encyclopedic knowledge or you're brand new to this incredible world, it's Fire Nation time, Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar, Braving the Elements on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. So sorry, Secretary Buttigieg. Thank you so much. Uh, I apologize for being late. I took Amtrak. Okay. Secretary Buttigieg, we are here at the Department of Transportation, which is the hub, the central nervous system of America's infrastructure. Yet, America is a divided nation. So how do you bring us all together 
uh, with projects that literally bring us together. Well, I think everybody loves a good transportation project. Uh, you know, even uh, though not everyone voted for the infrastructure law, I have yet to meet anybody who is upset when we're fixing uh, an airport terminal, upgrading a bridge so that we can have a better, safer, more convenient experience getting around this country. What have been the biggest accomplishments at the DOT since you took over? So when we got here, you know, first of all, the, the biggest question back in 2021 about our airlines was whether they were going to go out of business. Uh, but then, as the demand returned, we started finding new tools to hold those airlines accountable for how they treat passengers. What are some of the areas that you think that the DOT could improve upon? Like, have you hit any roadblocks? See what you did there. Uh, Thank you. Uh, you know, we're doing a lot right now to hold freight railroad companies accountable for their safety practices. But right now, the fines are capped. Now, for example, if we uh, catch a railroad company in an egregious violation involving hazardous material that gets somebody killed, mm -hmm. the highest, toughest fine under the law that we can assess is about $250,000. That is not enough, in my view, to get the attention of a multi-billion dollar railroad company like Norfolk Southern. Mm -hmm. Right now, there's a bipartisan proposal in the Senate. It's called the Railway Safety Act. And it would do a number of things that uh, I've been calling for that I think would make a big difference. Uh, you know, right now, we're, we're, we're dealing with some, not all, but some Republicans on Capitol Hill who are saying, well, we don't want to do too much too fast when it comes to getting tough on the railroad companies. In my view, we need to act now. Why do you think some Republicans are stalling on this? Is it because they're too busy focused on starting culture wars? Well, I do think that the culture wars uh, are getting in the way sometimes. I mean, uh, just the other day I was testifying in the appropriations subcommittee explaining how our budget was going to help with things like railroad safety, mm -hmm. air traffic control, and other transportation needs. And we had to take a break so that they could all go and vote on a bill to kick uh, transgender teenagers off of sports teams. That was the priority uh, for the House GOP that day. So these things really are getting in the way of our ability to get work done. We're literally building bridges and they're literally banning books. Is the Department of Transportation going woke? <laughs> I, I don't think it's woke to build good infrastructure. I just saw Fox News taking a run at me for uh, the work that we're doing uh, on uh, safety, including uh, the use of crash test dummies that simulate uh, men, women, and children. Uh, and somehow this is, is, is considered a, a woke priority to have female crash test dummies, even though that's something that's been around for a very long time. Fox News has made loads of false statements about you over the years. What do you think? you think it's lawsuit time? You know, cash in on some of that 787 million coin? It does sound like there's a lot of money in it, but uh, mm -hmm. I think that'd probably be a bit of a distraction in my case. Possibly, but you know, I mean, it could help fund some of these projects. Uh, yeah, I think I'd prefer to go through the appropriations process, but the amount of money in that lawsuit is as much as some of our nationwide transportation infrastructure programs. Oh yeah, I mean, that could repair at least hundreds of feet of tunnel. Depending on the tunnel. Yeah. Secretary Buttigieg, thank you for chatting with us. Thanks for joining us. Um, real quick, before yeah. I go, can I just get a, uh, a quick reimbursement for the train that I took out here? Uh, I was literally on the train for about 12 hours straight. Sorry to hear that. And this was the Acela. This was like uh, the best train that America has to offer. Uh -huh. So if I can just get a little little You're refund. Gonna have to take that up with Amtrak. Okay. So you'll turn it in? Uh, you know, sure, happy to send it along for you. Yeah, thank you. I think it could use your stamp of approval. We don't actually use stamps anymore here. But. Oh, hey, things are looking up.
Thank you, Secretary. Thank you. It really was an honor. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, same here. Hope, uh, really... hope you enjoy the trip. Oh, this is incredible. Do you mind if I just take a spin around? Um, you're welcome to look around a little bit. Okay, great. Or I could just uh, describe things to you. That's okay. No, I'll just sneak into some of these desks. What does this do? Oh, please don't touch that. This? Don't touch yeah, this? Yeah, or really any of, any of that. Yeah, just, could just, yeah. Just. Hello, operator. <laughs> just use your eyes, yeah. How do I turn this on? Yeah, again, please don't touch that. What you doing over here? Oh, working, man. Ooh, can I borrow your badge? <laughs> no. Just, just quick, I'll give yeah. it back. Yeah. That was fun. Explore more shows from The Daily Show podcast universe by searching The Daily Show wherever you get your podcasts. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the planet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? Turns out, that story was way bigger than just an optical illusion. It's a cautionary tale about the decline of clickbait sites, the rise of algorithms and internet polarization, and the end of fun on the internet. Seriously, and that's just one story. We're giving every character their 16th minute. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.